0: And on today's episode, we will be discussing the free agent, or excuse me, the season grade for Jonas Donskoy Uh, through the Twitter poll. We will be talking about free agent Devin Dubnik. Do the Avalanche keep him around for any reason after acquiring him at the trade deadline? And a brief little personal thank you from me to the Avalanche community. Uh, And if you follow me on Twitter, you know why, but I'll discuss that later. First things first, follow the show on social media outlets, on Twitter, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche, on Instagram, search for Lockdown Avalanche, and send any questions, comments, concerns, opinions to LockdownAvalanche at gmail.com. So we start by continuing giving our season grades, and if you are new to this, we go through the Avalanche roster alphabetically. I put up a poll on Twitter for a day or so, and uh, one player at a time, alphabetically, and you can vote on their grade, A, B, C, D, or F. And D and F is kind of, well, they are combined. So, Uh, And then comment in the comment section. We have a few comments to get to. Uh, And then we continue our way through. And like I said, Jonas Donskoy is up for today. Uh, For Donskoy, going through his his, uh, stats for the season an overall good season for Donskoy, uh, 17 goals, 14 assists for 31 points. When you look at the season game logs, uh, you, I mean overall, a good season. Could that 31 points easily have been maybe 40? Definitely because he started to get hot right around the mid part of the season. And he then all of a sudden he just fell off a cliff, and you don't know what happened. It seemed like he never regained that. I don't think you can't imagine teams were gunning for him when you have guys like you know Nathan McKinnon and Miko Rantanen on the team. It's not like he's going to become the focal point of the opponent's defense, but for whatever reason. After that hat trick game where the Avalanche scored, what was it, seven goals or something like that in eleven minutes? Or or he had a he had a they didn't score seven goals in eleven minutes. I'm being extreme. But he had a hat trick in the first seven minutes, I believe it was. Um and after that, it was kind of crickets for him for for the majority of the rest of the season. So That game against Arizona happened on March 31st. He followed that up. Three goals, one assist, with two, four, six, seven games of nothing. Not an assist, not a goal. And then he had one assist against San Jose, and then followed that up with two, four, six more games of nothing. So, I don't know if he was putting too much pressure on himself after that to try to be, uh, you know, one of the, the big three or something. I, I don't know what it was, but to go that long with just a point. And then the last two games of the season against the Kings, which were important games to get the of the President's Trophy, a goal in each one of those games. So, you know, he ended strong. In the playoffs uh, against Vegas, one goal in game number four... Five in game number five. Let me get to the uh, the St. Louis series. So a, a better St. Louis series. Well, I guess for for one game, two goals and an, an assist in game number two. After that, not much. That's all he had really in in the uh, the St. Louis series. But they didn't. You know that was a kind of easier season for or a series for the Avalanche. So it's not that like they needed him to rise to the occasion. But in a series like Vegas, one assist and one goal, guys like him, you you wanted to maybe step it up a little bit. This doesn't take away from the season that Donskoy had. I think overall he had a very, very good year. He might be one of these guys that the Avalanche just can't protect. Um, And I could definitely see the Kraken taking someone like Donskoy. And, And he would be very beneficial to their team. I definitely want him back. I feel like he can correct having those large gaps in, in production. Um, and I think the Avalanche rely on him a lot. They, they put him on the, the first play power play unit all the time, which is why it's a little odd why he never could break that gap of those eight games and then six games where he didn't score because he's on the first unit power play a lot. Uh, so I think overall we'll get to the the grades here for Donskoy. Um, on Twitter, thirteen percent for an A, sixty-two percent for a B, twenty-four percent for a C, and nobody gave him a D or an F. I think this is a definite B. Uh, and if I could do plus and minuses, I would probably give him even a B plus for his season because he was before all that. And I know I'm kind of harping on when he didn't score. Before that, he was a model of consistency. He had a great, great season going. And you know, you, you just look at what happened at the end of the season. He's one of those guys that if he could have just kept that production going, Avalanche might have been in a better spot. But don't take away from the season that he did have. Very productive, very good season. Um, and I feel I feel you know, I've always said I think the Kraken are gonna go Ryan Graves and with their hire as a head coach, I definitely think that. But the ads might be in a hard press situation where they can't protect Donskoy. And you know the Kraken will take a look at that. And I don't know. Maybe they don't need Graves based on what other teams don't protect in terms of their defense. So maybe Graves is not a player that they need. If that is the case, Donskoy would probably be their man. And that would definitely be a big loss for the Avalanche. Uh, a few of the comments to get to. Uh Lothar says uh Danskwe had a good season, 17 goals in 51 games compared to 16 goals in 65 games last year. <clears throat> he's an important part of the bottom 6. Uh hope he will be more effective in the next playoffs. He gives him a solid B. Yeah, and and Lothar, I mean you say he's a big part of the bottom 6, like he there were times he wasn't always on the bottom 6. And like we said we put him on the power play unit, and there were times he was on the second unit. So he is that guy you can put up and down into the lineup and when he is in the bottom six, he is he should be, and most of the time is, one of the best players on the ice when those lines are out there. So and a very good point by by uh, Lothar comparing the goals you know, 14 less games he played from the year prior and he added one more goal. So you you. Play this uh, season out, a full eighty-two games. <clears throat> you know he he should have had uh, forty points if he didn't have those lapses in, in scoring. But you play this out for a full eighty-two games, he has a great great season. Uh, Bleed Burgundy and Blue says I think he exceeded expectations for the role he plays. He gets an A from me. <clears throat> I think that's a good point. I think I don't think many people expected him to do as well as he did this year. So as far as expect, in an expectation standpoint, I agree. I think he exceeded what people really thought he was, was going to do for this season. And finally, uh, Jordan at AsFan2909, I give Jonas a solid B. He's a great depth middle six forward and provided good secondary scoring. He can also play up and down the lineup when needed and fits well offensively. Uh, he had a good season this year. Looking forward to more of the same from him next year and uh, maybe I jumped the gun and didn't read that one first, but that's kind of what I said with uh, after Lothar's comment, that you can move him up and down the lines. He really can fit anywhere. He's good enough if in a pinch. If you need to ascend him up to the first or second line, you can do that. He's He fits well in the bottom six, and that's where he has production. So, uh, yeah, I think most people were on with this one. I can see some people giving him an A. I think because of the lack of production towards the end of the season – and in the postseason, which everybody had lack production, at least in the Vegas series, uh, I think it knocked him down for a lot of people for B, which is completely understandable and was overwhelming. 62% for B for Jonas Donskoy. And I agree. Next up in our season grades is Sammy Gerard. So you can go to Twitter and find that poll. And because of the way things have been for me the last couple of days, I know these are kind of out of order. We're typically doing them Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, but Because today is Tuesday. Uh, We'll get back on track and do Sammy Girard on Wednesday. So go to Twitter, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche, and vote for his season grade right now. This one will be interesting because he had a great regular season and not the best postseason, at least in the Vegas series. And so many people hold so much weight of the postseason when they're making their grade. Uh, Fairly or unfairly, that's what people do. So... Uh, we'll see where this goes, but hopefully a lot of people put emphasis on the full season and the regular season, and not just solely on the postseason. We shall see. All right, uh, let's move into our sponsor of the day, then get to our free agent of the day, and this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto, with the ever-increasing numbers and makes and models. It's now impossible to uh, for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need, Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brands their warehouse happens to carry? You have a computer and you have access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why spend up to 30, 50, and even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. The prices at rockauto.com are reliably low for every customer. Go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us section so they know that we sent you to them. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That is rockauto.com. So here's an interesting free agent ...of the day that we will be discussing. Uh, did anybody think we would be talking about Devin Dubnik and the Colorado Avalanche and him being a free agent? Now, is this a, a little bit of a stretch? Maybe, but he did finish the season with the Avalanche. And he is a free agent. He's in an unrestricted variety. So, I, think, I don't think a lot of people are really expecting the Avalanche to bring Dubnik back, but... Is there a possibility? Uh, they brought him in clearly through trade means for some goalie depth uh, with, you know, Philip Grubauer doing everything he could to keep the Avalanche afloat. And he more than did that with Pavel Francouz out for the season. Although we didn't know that at the time. I think the Avalanche did picking up Dubnik uh, you know, and, and, you know, Francouz ended up not playing the rest of the season. And that is where this decision will be made. The Avalanche have said they fully expect Pavel Francouz to be back next year, healthy, no problems, no restrictions. Uh, you would have to think, you know, what what injury, there's really hardly any injuries that go on beyond a season year. So you would have to think whatever was wrong with Francouz, he should be ready to go for next year. With Dubnik, is that enough for the Avalanche to completely move on from Devin Dubnik? Now, the Avalanche have a lot of... They, they do have a lot of depth <clears throat> when it comes to goalie, but it's an experienced depth outside of Grubauer and Fransos. Uh You have uh, and Noonan, who is, they think, the future but has zero experience in, in the NHL. We saw the struggles that Hunter Misko went through. I think the Avalanche still have some hope for him. He just needs a little bit more seasoning. And then you have Jonas Johansson, who, and he is a free agent, which we will get to in another show, maybe tomorrow. But he, he, he played well. A lot of people were kind of, I don't want to say ragging on the Avalanche for picking it, but they didn't think that was the answer for depth and it clearly wasn't because the avalanche went out and got Dubnik and then you have Adam Werner (laughs) he is a free agent as well restricted variety and maybe we'll get to him at a later episode as well but the point being the avalanche do have some good depth albeit inexperienced so because of that do you want Dubnik back in a backup role you could, I mean, because he, he, like he's turning 36 years old. I, I don't really think, you know, he's not going to command the money. He had, what, I think it was like $4.3 million last year that he made. He's on the downside of his career. You don't know what you're getting health-wise with him, although he's been pretty good health-wise throughout his career. But Grubauer is your guy. And we've talked about Grubauer in the back uh, on, on episode, a previous episode, him being a free agent, Yes, the Avalanche are going to try to sign him. So there's a lot here. The Avalanche have a lot of, of goalies, but a lot of them are free agents. So you don't know who they can bring back if they can't sign Grubauer. Say they can't do that. Do you then try to re-sign Dubnik just to have him in your back pocket as a goalie, as someone who has experience, at a discounted price? Grubauer is going to command $5-6 six million million in the market. Dubnik is going to come want nowhere, or he's, you know, sure he's going to want that, but he's not going to get that. You know, he's at 4.3, if I'm correct. He, I, he You're not going to get that again. Not at the age he's at. So it all hinges on what other goalies in the avalanche system do. If Francois can come back, he has one year left, $2 million. He's signed. He's okay. So he'll come back. If they can't sign Grubauer for whatever reason, do you then, like I said, bring Dubnik back just to have him, or do you go look elsewhere for a free agent? You could do you could do any of those. I think if they sign Grubauer, they have Franzos. That was your duo that you wanted last year. That's your duo going into this year, and Dubnik is gone because then you have your other goalies that could step up if needed, namely Jonas Johansson, who I do think the Avalanche should re-sign. And then you have those minor league guys like Anunan and Miska. He'll get another shot. I know a lot of people don't want him to because he didn't play well, and that's fine, but he's a young guy. And look at what guys, like, you know, you need time to develop. And Miska wasn't ready. So they could bring him up in case, you know, for a game or two just to get him through something if there's an injury somewhere. But it's an odd situation for the goalies in the Avalanche because, yeah, if if they struggle signing the majority of their goalies that are in free agency, Dubnyk being one of them, he might not even want to come back. He's unrestricted; he can go wherever he wants to go. But uh, I think at this point in his career, he probably will go with whoever offers him the most money. He's going to be—he's thirty-five, going on thirty-six. He's had a good career uh you know he he probably you know he wants to play but is anybody going to be willing to give him you know the starting role i don't really see that so would he chase the money at this point maybe would the avalanche give him fair value probably so would he want to come back here to maybe go for another run at a cup well, i don't see why he wouldn't but if the avalanche do sign grubauer and you got Francose. That's your duo. Uh I, I think I think Dubnik's on. I think Dubnik was was, was a stopgap. He was he was for depth, he was for backup goalie play, and he never really got in. It never really happened. He didn't sniff the playoffs. Uh he only played a couple games for the Avs, And uh, which is just so weird being an Avalanche fan, knowing what they went through the previous year in the playoffs, you thought you were gonna see Devin Dubnik more than what he actually played. Not a ton more. But he came in at a time when Grubauer was hurt. So you figured he'd get in there a little bit more. But then COVID hit. Again. And he never really got in once the Avalanche came back because Grubauer was healthy. Most of the team was healthy. And away we go. So he was probably expecting to play more than he was. I think fans were expecting it more. Maybe begrudgingly. But he didn't He didn't get to... So does he want to come back because of that? If the Avalanche want him back, clearly. Does he want to come back just to maybe have a, a more time with a, a Stanley Cup contending team? Don't know. I don't see it happening. I, I What we've been talking about, I think that's the route the yeah, as will go. I think they will get Grubauer signed, at least attempt to anyway. They definitely want him back. And you have Fransos and Dubnik, uh, thank you for your service as short as it was. All right, uh, let's hear from betonline.ag and then a uh, personal thank you from me to all of you Avalanche fans. So, BetOnline, it's the fastest and easiest way to bet on your sports action. Yeah, baseball season in full swing. Our Stanley Cups are in the Stanley, or our Stanley Cups. Yeah, our NHL season is in the Stanley Cup Finals. There you go. I'm so excited. I can't even pronounce it right. Even though the Avalanche are in it, I'm still excited about the Stanley Cup Finals. So, you can bet on those. You can bet on baseball. Football is right around the corner, believe it or not. Man, the season is flying by. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, even UFC and MMA action. Uh, Before the next pitch, puck drop, or slam dunk, head over to betonline.ag on your laptop or mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the games as your teams make their playoff runs. When you head to the website to sign up, or use your mobile device to sign up, you will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code locked on BetOnline. Your online sportsbook experts. All right, so uh, quickly, if, if you follow me on on Twitter, you know uh, what I posted on Friday night, and uh, I should be able to get through this, but. Uh, if you don't, and uh, it, it's it's been difficult over at the Maselli household because my, my father passed away on Friday night, and uh, it was a little bit of a shock. I mean, he's had health problems the majority of his life, um, and he's always seemed to make it through. He's one of those guys that had like three good months, and then something would happen, and... Something would, something new that would come up, or you know, and he would have to go into the hospital for uh, maybe a day or two or a week, and then he'd come out feeling fine, and have another run of you know two or three months feeling good. Um, and this last time he went in, <clears throat> he was feeling a little weak, and he was there for uh, about a week long, and was supposed to have an operation to remove a gallbladder. Didn't make it through the surgery. And now our family is dealing with the loss of uh, a, a incredibly special person in, in my life, in my family's life. Um, he is the reason why I am into sports as much as I am. He, when I have an older brother. When we were young, baseball was our thing. He got us into Little League, <clears throat> you know, probably even like earlier than we were supposed to. Uh, he was our coach for many of the sports we played. And, you know, he... We, not only would you know we watch and and play sports, but yeah, we we would sit and watch Rangers. He's a big Rangers fan. Uh, growing up in New York, <clears throat> all his teams were New York teams. So big Knicks fan, Mets, Jets, and Rangers. And I kind of broke the mold because my brother is a fan of those teams too. Uh, I kind of broke the mold with who we root for, and I went out west to Colorado. And I think I've told the story on here before. It's mainly because of John Elway. When I was young and impressionable, John Elway was a king. So I kind of followed the Broncos. And then when the Avalanche moved or when the Nordiques moved to Colorado, that's how I became an Avalanche fan from the beginning. And he was the type of dad that would support my teams. It wasn't, he wasn't the type that, you know, he was locked into his teams. And when his teams were doing poorly, um, and let's face it, The Mets, Jets, uh, Rangers and Knicks do poorly a lot. (laughs) He would he would root for my teams. Uh, And he was just, you know, he was what you thought of when you think of an Italian uh, dad. Always making pasta sauce, uh, making sure everybody was fed. And he was just so welcoming to all of my friends. Uh, He was he was just the most supportive person um, and down to earth and kind person I have ever known and probably ever will know. Even when I do stuff like this, you know, I'd call him, I wouldn't talk to him maybe every day, probably every other day we would talk on the phone. And he would ask me just, you know, how are the kids doing? How are like my friends doing? He just was so, he just wanted to know how everything was going, how my job is doing, how the podcasting is going like he was involved with that stuff. It wasn't just like, oh, that's his thing, he just does it. He wanted to know. And he wanted to know how things were going and he was interested in it all. And um yeah, now it's he he had and he 67 years old and I just turned 40 in February. So while it is incredibly sad, um I got to spend 40 years of of my life, all 40 years of my life with um, a person that you know, I will never forget. Clearly, you don't forget your parents, uh, but a person that has impacted me in my life and how I carry myself in so many ways that I I couldn't put into words in a little four or five minute segment right here and right now. I wanted to say thank you to the Avalanche community because when I put that up there, I said, "Hey, I might be quiet for." a few days. We haven't had his services yet. Those will be Thursday. Um, but I, I put it up there saying I might be quiet for a little while and the outpouring within that post and privately, people were sending me, you know, emails and private messages saying, I hope you're doing okay. You know, you'll be in my thoughts and you know, all that other stuff, which I didn't anticipate it being that overwhelming and i think that just goes to show you like the community that is within this avalanche community even though a lot of people out there that were commenting have never met me personally and all the interactions they've had with me are are through tweets and posts we we get each other and we we understand each other and and we care for each other and it and me putting that up and the response from it and the support from it just goes to show that I couldn't be happier to be a part of this sports team and this sports team community. I wouldn't want to be part of any other community and everybody out there that did comment. And if you don't follow me on Twitter and and you're just learning about this now, it's okay. You don't have to go over to Twitter just to comment on it. Like, you know, if you're not on Twitter, you you kind of feel it in some capacity that, yeah, this is a smart market team. And it's a small community that cares for one another. And this is a perfect example why. So I just wanted to take a minute to thank everybody out there because it it meant a lot. It really meant a lot. And it made me really feel like I'm I'm a fan and a part of the right team and the right community. So a big, massive thank you. We're still going through it. Like I said, services are Thursday. So it's still a lot of... uh tears to be shed Um, but I thank you my family thanks you and I know my father wherever he is thanks you as well so that'll be it for today everybody Um, and we will uh, see you tomorrow we'll have another free agent of the day and we'll talk about Sammy Girard and his season grade looking forward to that one thank you everybody in more ways than one we'll see you tomorrow here's Jovi. Go, Abs, go!